Welcome to Two Pete's in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hi, and welcome to Two Pete's in a Podcast. This is episode 13. And we are still in the process of discussing coughing. Today we're going to be talking about the treatment of coughing. And uh, I'm the one peed in the podcast, and I'm Simon Strawn. And with me is my friend and colleague. Le other peed, Michael Platten. Hello, everyone. Yeah, Mike, so you wanted to just remind the people and thank everybody for... Yes, I did. Thank you. I should have forgot. Right. Thank you to everyone who has already subscribed uh, to... Our podcast on your podcast app, and also to all those who have joined us on Facebook. It's really nice to have you there. Please keep an eye out for our infographics that we'll be posting periodically going forwards. And please, please, please share this with whoever you think will benefit from it. Thank you very much. And you can find it on our website as well. Yeah, you can stream directly from our website and then also links to the individual apps from there. careforkids.co.za Number four. Right, treatment. How do we treat a cough? And I think most pediatricians would agree we need to treat the cause. Whether that is something that's coming from the nose, something from the lungs, an infection in the lungs, or foreign bodies, we treat the cause. What we mean by that is if the nose is runny and there's a lot of mucus there, we get rid of the mucus. There are different treatments for mucus, and we call them mucolytics. And what that means is it breaks the mucus down so it's a bit easier to cough out. So if the runny nose was clear and runny and then it started getting thick and gunky, that's what we are giving a mucolytic for, to get that thick and gunky stuff thinner so it's easier to get out. Now, you can either give syrups or you can give effervescence. There's a lot of different mucolytics on the market that will make that a bit easier. Good old hot water with honey and lemon. You, said, you, you did say too. that, yes, before. Also works nicely too. I think also that the treating the cause, absolutely, 100%. And also it's important sometimes to identify the cause. And what I mean by this is if you've got a virus like rhinovirus, we know the cough is going to last 10 days. So it's important to be able to go, I can't actually treat the rhinovirus, but that's what it is and that's what the expectation is. So let's do something about the cough to make it easier for the child until this virus is sorted, the body has sorted the virus out. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. Um, and that's where the mucolytic comes in. I think the point you're making, let's say it outright, you don't want to stop a cough because the cough is the protective reflex. You want to make it easier for the child to cough. So give something that's going to make the mucus a little thinner so that the child doesn't end up in these coughing and hocking spasms and you know, choking on the flame, rather just make it easier. Well, up comes the flame and they swallow it. I'm going to repeat it again. We're not going to get rid of that cough until that infection is gone. Exactly. Regarding cough syrups, there are also a lot of cough, cough syrups on the market. We try steer clear of them if they have other medication in, other than just natural stuff. So our normal one is like Prospan, but a lot of the other ones on the market have something called pseudoephedrine in or your nose sprays are oxymetazoline, but normally it's pseudoephedrine. And what that does is it increases the baby's heart rate or the child's heart rate, makes them more jittery, makes them more irritated. And it doesn't actually change the cough much because the cough normally is from the upper airways. And what those medications do is it opens up the lungs inside the lungs. 
So you're not treating the cause. Yeah, so that's, that's right. So we also don't want to be using bronchodilators, uh, certainly not in the oral form. So bronchodilators are things that are going to relax the airway like you would use a pump for an asthmatic and relax the airway and they would stop coughing. Those things are also available in syrup forms, and we generally don't do those for exactly the same reasons because of side effects. And and what you use as a mucolytic is going to be dependent on what your experience is or what your doctor's experience is, and it doesn't really matter what you use. But do try and, and deal with the coughing to release the phlegm rather than doing anything else. So humidifiers, Mike, you take mm-hmm. that one. I mean, we've spoken about it before in runny noses, but there certainly are situations when the air is exceptionally, exceptionally dry where trying to humidify the air may make a difference to a cough. There's no guarantee. Mm. But would you agree? Yes, I, I would agree. But when it comes to humidifiers, we're not going to say, no, don't use it. Say, try it, and if it makes a difference, then carry on. If not, then stop it. Yeah, so I was, I, I like looking at what the humidity is. And, and the other day I saw the humidity here in Johannesburg, where we are, uh, late in winter at 1,600 meters above sea level, was 9%. Your airway has to work exceptionally hard in an ambient environment, an environment where the, the humidity is 9%. Your body has to work exceptionally hard to get the air you're breathing moist. Mm. So in that situation, I would say, try humidifier and see if it makes a difference. Yeah. The next thing is a nebulizer. Now, there are lots and lots and lots of different medications that we would not recommend you use <laughs> as a first line for coughing. One that we do use quite often, especially for our admitted children, is something called 3% saline or hypertonic saline. So what you're spraying into the nose with your uh, saline solution is a 0.9%. What we use is 3%, which is three times saltier. What that does is it helps to pull all the, the stuff and the, the gunkiness out of the lungs. So it might initially make them cough a bit more, but some people say that it does make the breathing a bit easier afterwards. Once again, like the humidifiers, if you find that it works, then use it. If it doesn't, then don't. But the nebulizer is only going to work if you're actually using the mask on the child's face and the child is breathing appropriately because the, the commercial nebulizers that you buy from the stores generally don't work sufficiently well to have any effect on the child's lung. The child mm-hmm. may be breathing a little better after you've nebulized, but that's because it's cleared the nose. Yes rather than the lungs. You know, even in our asthmatic children, even in children coming in with acute asthma, you sometimes don't need to nebulize them. Mm. So nebulizing is not the be-all and end-all. You don't have to rush out and get a nebulizer. You literally just have to keep the nose clear. We have to help the child to cough the phlegm out, and we have to make sure if there is a treatable cause, we treat the cause. So what are those? What are treatable causes of coughs, apart from the viruses that we've spoken about and the 3% saline that we use for bronchiolitis? So pneumonia, pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia needs an antibiotic and you're not going to stop coughing until you've treated the antibiotic, to treat the, 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 the pneumonia with an antibiotic. Even children with ear infections are going to cough because mm. there's a little reflex from the ear to the throat. So you need to treat that with an antibiotic. Asthma, you're not going to stop coughing until you've actually relaxed that airway and you have reversed the swelling and the thick sticky mucus in the airways. And, um, and the, the muscle spasm in yes, the lungs. Yes, 100%. You're not mm. going to stop the coughing in croup until you've got exactly the same thing, a reduction in that kind of swelling around the airway. You are not going to stop the coughing from an aspiration until you've treated the infection. Um, what else is there? Whooping cough. Whooping cough, we know now, thank goodness, is very rare. 
because we're all vaccinated against it. But it's called the 100-day cough, unaffectionately. It's horrible. And children cough and cough and cough and cough and cough. And that's completely different. But there, there you would try and stop the coughing. It's the only situation we try and stop the coughing. Mm. And that's because we know what's causing it. And we're treating the cause, but the cough itself persists. And we're trying to make them more comfortable so they can sleep better, so they can recover better. And that's a bit like what we were saying before. Once you, once you have a really good idea of what it is, you then also have a good idea of how long things are going to take to get better. So you have an expectation. Uh, and you're then not expecting, for example, that you're going to give your child a squidge up the nose of something and a syrup of something else, and boom, you're going to sleep for the rest. It doesn't happen mm. like that. It's going to take time. Yeah. But we need to think about the coughing as... Yes, a protective reflex, but something is driving the coughing. So let's mm-hmm. deal with the cough and let's deal with the cause. And I think it's important to reiterate that there is no quick fix for coughing. It is going to take time. And physio doesn't work. Physio for coughing doesn't work. It works in very few situations. Generally in children, you have a pneumonia limited to one section of the lung that's not getting better a child who has a chronic lung condition with lots of thick, sticky mucus. But in our practice, we don't use physio for bronchiolitis. You might be seeing another medical petition that uses physio, and if that's what they recommend, then that's fine. But just from our personal uh, experience and our opinion is that we don't, definitely not very close to a first line, use physio. No, we don't. And there's lots of evidence from around the world that it doesn't it doesn't help you get better faster. Mm. Yeah, you know if you've got a, if you've got a virus in your chest that is producing thick, sticky mucus and irritating your airway, and you then go and suction out all that mucus, half an hour to forty five minutes later, the well, virus is still going to come back again because the virus is still there. Mm. You actually have to get the children. So, so and honestly, if your child is coughing and you can hear the phlegm coming up. Mm. then you don't need to do anything more to help the phlegm come up because the cough is doing it. The cough is pr- protective. Mm. Unless you have coughing plus. Yes. So yeah. coughing plus. But yes. in this situation, if you're able to cough and cough up the phlegm, then you're doing well enough. Mm. As long as you're not rapid breathing and fever, then you need to be seen and checked. Yes. I think that that's basically what we're trying to talk about is make the mucus thinner. We're not suppressing the cough. The cough is going to be there for a long time. Clear the air up and nosy part. Did you say that? Just up, I say nosy. up and nosy. T- <laughs> I did that thing here, that upper airway. Okay, up and nosy part. You need to make sure that your nosy is clean. And don't rush to physio. Use nebulizers and humidifiers if you find that they work. And then look out for the cough plus. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next podcast. What are the warning signs? Because we've told you previously why you're coughing. We've told you the things that cause you to cough. Now we've spoken a bit about what we do about the cough and the next other warning signs. Yep. Right. So if your children have allowed you to, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.careforkids.co.za and that's the numeral four and subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook. 
At two peats in a podcast. At two peats in a podcast. TWO, not the numerical two. This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.